0: Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today I want to talk about user-friendly barrel horses. What is that and how do you get one? Anyways, um, I honestly feel like a user-friendly barrel horse is a horse that knows their job and does their job. You should not be pulling on them to rate a barrel. You should not be pulling on them to turn a barrel or really having to push, push, push super hard to get them to want to run. Um, So how do you get that? It really begins at the start of their foundation. Um, An example of that is sometimes you can take a horse that's young and you've started them under saddle, maybe, you know, between two and four years old, depending on who you are and and where that horse is and um, mentality and, and growth and um, physical and emotional well-being so somewhere in that first year that they're under saddle you start to just get them out and get them rode, and a lot of straight lines and exposure that way um, maybe out in the woods or in the pasture or in the arena that kind of stuff and then you think of the um, six months to a year after that to start really working on their foundation Really important things like having control of their face left right and down um, the neck the shoulder the rib cage the hip the more you have fancy buttons on these horses um, you are going to have a horse that is going to take really easy to a performance event but long before you even start them under saddle before your first ride or their beginning of their foundation training should be relationship as number one i've met horses in my life that i wish i had known them before they were started under saddle and could have developed a trust and a respect with them and that line of communication to have reached their maximum potential as a performance horse but sadly some of them are cowboyed when they're started or pushed too soon or pushed too hard um you know a lot of things are skipped there isn't a relationship a horsemanship relationship between a horse and a person that's based on love and trust and respect and cues so um i think that needs to be number one whether it's a two-year-old or a ten-year-old it doesn't matter um relationships should come first and you can start with that on the ground kind of just meeting them that where they are are they uh <laughs> friendly do they want to come in to meet you are they cautious of you are they scared of you you know starting with groundwork can be a huge help in relationships your loose rein woe in the saddle one day can start with the voice command and body language change on the ground of woe whether you're free lunging or on a lunge line the horse will start to associate your body language and your voice command of woe that they need to stop and face you And all of those things will then apply in the saddle. So one day when you're riding and turkeys come flying out of the bushes, your horse feels your body language change and you say, whoa, and um, they stand instead of bolt with you. So all of these things matter. That relationship is key. I wanna be on a horse that trusts me and respects me. And I wanna know that I can trust and respect them as well. So it all really does start from the ground up. And again, that can be um, teaching them to give to the pressure on their face, left, right, and down from the ground. It can mean yielding their hindquarters and front end, teaching them to go left, right, forward, and backward off light cues. Having them always face you um, and hind end away and two eyes on you. And also respecting your space. Um, Having them be easy to groom and pick their feet and... um, put their head down to put their bridle on uh understanding how to stand tied in the you know by the trailer or, or those kind of things um in the barn for the ferry or that kind of stuff so a lot of relationship building begins on the ground and um even the very moment that you go to catch them in the pasture do you say hello to them do they come to you or do they run away do you just grab them and get right down to business or do you take a moment to pet on them and say hello like you would greet an old friend, um, all of those things really matter. So again, foundation to me can make or break a horse. That's why colt starters should probably be paid double because the best colt starters are going to build that in a horse. Um, the ones that buck them out and such, or you know, do things through intimidation or starvation or uh, exhaustion. Um, Those are not going to be horses that are going to have a great relationship with humans. You know, and I hear people say a horse is a jerk or a horse is this or that. Well, maybe they were taught to be a jerk. Maybe they don't have a whole lot of respect for how humans treat them. You know, those are things you really have to consider. Are they in pain? Are they fed up with people? Um, There's a lot of reasons. Why wouldn't a horse just be a jerk to be a jerk? You know, are there different personalities? Yes. Are some more dominant and pushy? Absolutely. Are some more playful? Absolutely. Are some more skittish or fractious or, or maybe learn slower or faster? Absolutely, they're all individuals just like people. But in the same token, um, meet them where they're at you know, and, and adjust accordingly, you know, for boundaries and, and the way that you're going to pick your battles with them and go about, um, not getting in a fight with a horse, but, uh, but making your idea their idea and, um, and making progress, even if it's just 1% a day, just making some slow progress, um, having your principles and theories of they can't get hurt, you can't get hurt, you end calmer than you begin, Um, And you go at the pace that they're ready for that day, their calendar, not your calendar. You know, you might have had a big game plan for your ride today and it ends up being completely different because of where they're at at that moment. But then the next day or the next day they can handle more. So, again, all of these things matter whether it's on the ground or in the saddle. Um, I'm not one to believe in putting a horse on the barrel pattern or pole pattern or anything like that until you have a solid foundation in the saddle. That's how you make a user-friendly barrel horse. If you take an elementary kid and put them in college, they're going to feel overwhelmed, unprepared. It's no different for a horse. Um, It's no different than a rider that comes for a lesson and they can't uh, hardly do perfect circles and I try to teach them to do a rollback. They're just not ready. So it takes time to learn horsemanship just as it takes time to teach a horse how to have buttons with humans. So, um, so things that you want to pay attention to are face flexing, left, right, and down, laterally and vertically. Um, also, can you move the shoulder from your leg by the front cinch to soften in a circle or straighten the shoulders in a straight line? Can you put your leg in the back cinch to push a hip in or push a hip out? Um... Again, can they do transitions from extended gates to collected at a walk, trot, and lope? Um, do they back off of light aids? Um, can they do leg laterals to tracking? Um, can they pick up their correct leads in a circle in a straight line? Do they have a loose rein woe? Wo- can they roll back, side pass? Um, are they desensitized on the ground and in the saddle to whips, slickers, ropes, umbrellas, noisy things? um do they learn to spook in place and to trust you these are all very important parts of a horse's foundation before they ever see a pattern so once my dry work is super solid and i have a good foundation on my horse i'm going to start adding some drills and the drills are for balance balance of the horse and balance of the rider horses that are balanced um balance comes easier for little collected horses sometimes or Um, than it does for big lanky horses sometimes it takes a bigger lankier horse longer to learn their balance and it also takes longer to learn balance in a smaller circle than a big circle so um, it also takes time for a rider to find their balance if they're learning as well that's why drills come in handy I may have you work a single circle like a large circle the size of a round pin and then a 10 foot circle you and your horse will eventually find flex fluidity and extension and collection through balance and being in sync together and that's why I talk about looking between their ears and not down their neck and riding your quarter turns versus Um, getting ahead of them or behind them, that can all throw a horse completely off balance. The rider that leans forward and pulls back on the reins will pull the horse out of balance. Um, The rider that's looking around at the next barrel and they haven't even got to the entrance or the backside yet will throw your horse off balance. Uh, Weight in your inside stirrup looking down the neck or leaning in the saddle, again balance. What does it mean to have your weight in your outside stirrup? What does it mean to have your outside shoulder out of your turn a little bit versus in your turn, your inside hip or your outside hip? All of that stuff comes down to balance. Um, So those are things dry work and drills will begin to teach you. Perfect circles, all different speeds, all different sizes. Um, And that's what drills are for. I, I like drills, one, because it keeps the rider and the horse focused on one another rather than a specific pattern. Um, you don't necessarily have to have a barrel, or a pole, or a cone. It just makes it easier when you're learning to have a specific pattern. Um, if you're really good like um at visualizing you know like a reigning horse pattern they draw it on a piece of paper and then you go out there and execute it you're welcome to do that too but as a coach i find it easier to have a barrel or pole or cone set up because then i give the rider a visual and i know if they're going where i've asked them to go that way that we're not seeing it differently in our mind's eye and um, sometimes you'd be surprised i can write it down I can make a video or I can actually do it in person in front of them and they still give me a completely opposite pattern in clinics you can have three or four riders go and uh, a demo done before that and a rider still doesn't know until they actually do it uh, which way was I supposed to go on the inside or the outside of the cones you know and they had an opportunity to watch several people before them so some people just learn that way. Some people can watch and do. Some people can read and do. Some people have to do to do. So a lot of us are like that. We have to try something in order to do it. Um, you know, like if you change oil on something or if you uh, are trying to fix or repair something in, in the house or in the barn, you don't actually get it from the YouTube video until you actually try to do it, that kind of thing. So, um, so yes, all of that stuff's important to do and that's why foundation and dry work and drills are really important before pattern I like to tell my riders until you have some foundation don't even walk or trot the barrels and until you can lope my drills correctly don't lope the barrel pattern but let's say you have a decent um, dry work and drills going there's nothing wrong with starting to walk and trot the pattern because by now you should have straight lines and pretty circles down pat you should have some bend and flex, you should have some perfect circles, Um, and again, that's all barrel racing is, right? It's straight lines and circles, uh, although much faster, but starting at a walk is the time to show them exactly where you want them to be, at what speed and where. So in my group, I have a lot of training videos and tips that I share with the riders on how to pattern a horse and how to To use their body correctly in straight lines and circles so you can actually see it and um, then i give challenges so you can actually do it and then i can review your videos and critique them in slow motion zoomed in by drawing lines saying no your hands in the wrong place or no your eyes are your leg or your seat whatever Um, so all of these things are very important that you correctly in slow work teach the pattern and you don't go faster until the horse is working off of your body they're rating the barrel off your body they're turning the barrel off your body if you're pulling on your horse with your hands for rate or turn you are not creating a user-friendly barrel horse and pardon the expression but you have the cart in front of the horse so if you want to try to avoid the cart in front of the horse they should be working at least 80 percent off your body 18% off your leg and 2% off of your hands. And those are all extremely important things to remember. Um, If you um, are not at that point, then you're going too fast or you have holes in your foundation. And it's important to fix that now because I promise you, when you go faster, those little mistakes are going to become huge mistakes. And then you have... Some bad habits. You have a stressed-out horse, and a lot of times people don't see it coming until it is a gigantic mistake. Horses try to talk to us. If we ignore them, they start to yell at us, and by the time they're yelling, you have completely missed uh, a lot of steps, um, and you really need to pay attention to to the the body language of your horse. Horses communicate in a lot of ways: their ears, or eyes, their body language. Um, you, you just have to be aware and, um, you need to set your horse up for yes answers. You need to break things into baby steps and baby bumps, whatever it takes to allow them with give and take pressure and reward and relax and rest, um, when they do get it correctly. So that is really, really important. Um, the other thing I find, which is, Disturbing for me is when people um, are in the foundation stage and they feel the need for a bigger bit or tie down or martingale or even to drug a horse. Um, Those are all band-aids. If you would spend the time on horsemanship and teaching a horse to give to pressure, I'm not saying there isn't a time and a place where you may need to use a, a, a tie down or a martingale or maybe give your horse something calming at a big event. But what I am saying is in the beginning, in your backyard, in your training, split reins and an O-ring or a a side pull would be the place to start with just your hands and your horse communicating through give and take and um, applying pressure and releasing for the right answer. Two plus two is four and not releasing on five or two or six, but always on two plus two is four. And um, oftentimes people don't release pressure with the right answer or um or they do release pressure with the wrong answer so um it does require being a better horseman and understanding form to function and what your aids mean to your horse um no not all horses are easy some are going to take a lot longer time and and they're going to develop slower and it's going to take even twice as long if you're learning as your horse is learning that's why oftentimes when a rider's learning they do better to get a horse that's been there done that and can teach them but there will still come a day where you're going to want to start a young horse and you're going to need to learn how to do that so that's where lessons and clinics and virtual groups like my group come in handy because you start to hear it and see it daily and it becomes a part of your your everyday environment and you grow and seeds are planted and it continues to um, go through your brain um, in, in in little light bulb moments that's why when people come for a clinic I always prefer one-on-one private lessons because I feel like I get so much more time with you. I feel like clinics give you a taste of a program, but not the entire program. But I do feel like it plants seeds. Um, I do feel like people only retain maybe, I don't know, 50% of what they learn that day. If they get to do it, see it, get videos afterwards, notes after, you may only retain 10 or 20% if it's just a clinic and you go home. But if there's other things like notes and videos and all of that um, follow up, you can actually retain even more. Um, So those are all important things to remember as you're learning too, that you don't, you're not going to get it all in a day. It's going to take weeks and years to learn. Horsemanship is a lifetime education. We're always learning from every horse and rider we're around. Um... We may use things or not use things based on the individual horse that we're with or the place that we are in our current training, but it's definitely something we can always be learning. Um, The other thing is you've got to trust your gut. As you become a horseman, you learn to trust your gut, that you're trying to create a horse that's calm and confident, and you may only be adding 1% a day. You may only exhibition that horse you may only slow lope to the first barrel. You don't go faster than they're ready to go. Um, You're trying to build a horse with heart as your goal, a horse that will last a lifetime, not be blown up in a year. So don't go off your human calendar, but go off the individual horse's calendar and what's best for them. I would also like to um, tell you, if you do all of this, you can avoid a lot of problems down the road. People that hit barrels or run by barrels or have alleyway issues have usually skipped steps or ignored their horse when they were talking to them. So finally, I'd like to close this podcast by saying, be aware that it's not easy and that it takes time. It can take two to four years to make a barrel horse, depending on where they are in their training when you get them. but you can figure uh, maybe a year for cult starting and their foundation. Maybe a year of slow barrels and hauling for exposure and exhibitions. And then a year of entering their novice year um, and and seasoning them. And then finally their open year for going to bigger events like super shows or rodeos. So right there is already a four year process. So. know or three-year process so remember to um, again depending on how much time you can put into your horse how often you go um, if they need time off for mental breaks um, you know all of those things so but when you're making a horse for performance and it can be reining cutting dressage barrel racing it doesn't matter you want to make them user-friendly and the way to make a horse user-friendly is following that outline that I just gave you from the relationship, the groundwork, the foundation, the dry work, the drills, and finally the performance pattern, the event that they will compete in. So keep that in mind and always put their health first, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And you will always have a calm, confident horse and a horse that has heart. So thank you for tuning in. And as always, ride with heart. Thank you.